I've told her quite a story, said I love her forevermore. But the trouble is I tell the same old story to everybody. The all new Rushmore Wrestling Podcast. Formerly known as 10 Count Wrestling, we are here in the Palace of Virtue. The whole team is back again. I, of course, am Chris Parcel. Alongside me is the 10th wonder of the world, Justin Strem. <laughs> I love it. Breaking news, Mount Rushmore has been canceled. We've got Mr. 305 Live, Pete Carapostas. Hello, hello. And of course, Mr. Get Your Pen Ready, John Tremblay. Boys, how are we doing today? Stocks only go up. <laughs> doing good, doing good. This has been long overdue with a new title and a new uh, new paint job, as they say. This new uh, new paint of coat, as as Bruce Pritchard would say. We're throwing out the old 10-count uh, format. We're going to streamline it because no one wants to listen to us talk for two hours except for us. We're all it's going to be... Uh, we're all growing up man buns. and uh... That's right. I've got my man bun tied up, and my beard doesn't connect. So this is a great new studio you got here. This is great. This is one. It looks just like my sunroom. I like how we canceled our actual meetup, and it wound up being sunny and beautiful. So that's all right. A little grayer down here. So I think we can we can be outside in the in the beautiful sun next time. Yes. Um, so you know, for for our listener out there, we have changed format. From now on, we're going to be doing. The Mount Rushmore of a subject, the top four, the cream of the crop, the elites, if you will, of our subject. Today's subject is the top four stars of the Attitude Era. You know, the most famous era in all of wrestling, the big four from WWE. Now, to me, you know, and we'll get to the actual list soon, but we got some other things to go over. But to me, Attitude Era is basically 1997 to 2001. That that was kind of the timeline I played with. 2002, after the um, you know after the alliance got defeated at Survivor Series, 2002 started anew in my opinion, and that you know that was the ruthless aggression era. I don't know, did you boys kind of follow the same timeline with your four? Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah I picked we... all WCW guys. That's fine because <laughs> we all know without WCW there'd be no Attitude Era. That's a great point, and we'll definitely, you know, this leaves us room to do top four WCW stars, top four, you know, but, and and we will do worst of episodes, these shitty mm. Mount Rushmores, if you will. I don't know, we'll have to come up with a more clever name than shitty Mount Rushmore, but... Um, oh, shitty Mount Rushmore! <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, boy! <laughs> well, oh, boy! Yeah, why would you say that? <laughs> <laughs> that you can actually kind of still make fun of before, you know, getting completely... Not true. They were the first group to go. I don't know about that. Before we we get to the Rushmore, tonight is AEW Fighter Fest Night 1. Five matches on the card. We'll run through it quick. Uh, Private Party versus with Matt Hardy in their corner. I don't know which Matt Hardy, but Matt Hardy in their corner against Santana and Ortiz. I think this is a perfect time for Matt Hardy to turn heel, slide into the uh, inner circle while Sammy's on his um, 
leave of absence. I'm going. Chris. I, I don't think that's happening. Chris, you're, you're going the wrong direction, Chris. It's Sammy leaves the inner circle. And uh, not by choice. Oh, wait, that already happened. Um, he, he's, on, he's, on, he's on leave right now. He'll be back. But I think for the time being, I could see Matt Hardy turning heel and joining up. You know, an evil, millionaire Matt's joining up with the inner circle. I can't believe Sammy broke his uh, leg. I don't know. I think um, I think they're just going to pretend nothing happened and then Sammy's just going to come back and um, help Jericho at some point during a big match, possibly the Tyson match, because how I think things are going to go is I think Tyson's going to screw Jericho when he faces Cassidy, and then that leads to Tyson-Jericho, and then I think that's when Sammy makes his return. Okay. Shrem, thoughts on that match? Um. I like all the ideas, but I just don't. Uh, I think it's going to be paint by I numbers. I don't watch AEW. So no, no, I do. I actually, <laughs> I do watch AEW. Um, I'll go on private party. They seem to love those guys. Oh, Strim, you're so 2020 with your pick. I'm going. Ortiz <laughs> and Santana have a one. Like, I love those guys. I, I don't remember a match they've won, so I think. Mm. Santana Ortiz. Bada boom, bada bing, baby. Let me tell you something about uh, Ortiz. Ortiz is underrated as far as one of the best sellers today. He is so funny and good when he sells. I mean, when I was watching Double or Nothing, there was a point where uh, he was under a huge bell, and Matt Hardy basically rung his bell, and he starts, like, like shaking like this, like, Yes, I remember that. Yeah, the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. It was so good, and then he was selling like the like that. He was deaf in one ear for like three weeks after that. It was great. That guy is very underrated. I think he deserves to get more uh, more of a spotlight down the road. I wonder how either one of them would do as a singles. I think the guy I was just talking about would go great. I don't think uh, Santana would would be would be would last. The guy I, I just so. talked about. Yeah, or Teams. <laughs> I always forget who's who. Oh, he's great. He's the best wrestler of all time. <laughs> I don't remember his name. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny. They don't. Oh, damn. This is a problem with a lot of tag teams today. They all, all the guys look so similar, and they're never wrestling what do you in think? singles matches. What do you think? He's a, he's no. Canceling this podcast before it gets. No, started. be with me for a second. There, there's not enough. There's not enough that distinguishes the two. It's kind of like which one was Luke, which one was Bush, which one was Jock, which one was Raymond. Like, there's not. There's. They're never wrestling in singles matches. They're always together. There's not enough that distinguishes one from the other. Private parties got the same issue. Um, the Undisputed street props. Careful. Street. Careful. Undisputed Era is the best example of that. It's Adam Cole and then three other guys I've never heard of and I will never know. Honestly, okay, those guys. I've gone to enough Ring of Honor shows that I know all of them. Um, I think you're the only person. And I guarantee you, when he moves Roderick up... Strong, Bobby Fish, and the other guy. <laughs> See? They <laughs> all I've got two of them. Pete, Pete, it might be Ortiz. I don't know. Kyle O'Reilly. <laughs> but, like, the Kyle Vikings. Burns, that's right. Kyle The Burns. Viking Raiders. I don't know which one's Eric and which one's Ivar. I, I think the bigger Burns? one's Ivar. I don't know. Like, but, but Chris, they went bowling. Did you see that? <laughs> no, I changed the channel. And they had a ninja gang chase them, a motorcycle ninja gang. Live on pay-per-view. Let's Mike move. Falling. 
Let's move on. The Jurassic Express versus MJS, MJF and uh, Wardlow. That that could be interesting. Um, I hope it's I hope it's Luchasaurus and um, Jack Perry and not the little guy. Yeah, Marco so Stunt. It's definitely going to be that. But here's the thing: they're trying to make MJF and Jungle Bitch um, the new Sean and Brett. That those two guys are basically the future of AEW, or they're trying to make that seem the case. They had a great match with Double or Nothing. However, the one problem I find with this is Jungle Boy. Change your name, change your look. You'll yeah. never be taken seriously with your. What are you going to be? Forty years old and still be called Jungle Boy? Now, like, if he were, if he were doing what Jr. calls him. Yeah. Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Right. Put your just name like the Heartbreak it. Kid. I'd Sean be okay Mike. with that. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. But no, they insist on just, with the exception of JR, they all just call him Jungle Boy. And he's too scrawny. He's so scrawny. He looks like a 10-year-old kid in the ring. He really he, does. He'll eventually turn on those two, though. And, you know, give him time. He'll kick him through Movie a barbershop window. Jack Perry. Yeah. Dude, cut your hair. you get laid. <laughs> Maybe they'll have a Beverly Hills brawl. Ah, that'd be nice. And then we got three title matches tonight. Uh, Sheeta de- defending the women's title against Penelope Ford. Ooh. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all in on Penelope Ford. I apologize so- for my comments. Uh, you know who's going to win this, ma- this match? Everyone on this podcast right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, depending wait. on what... Depending We're on what match, baby. <laughs> depending what match on is on the other channel at the same exact time, oh. no one will win. <laughs> um, Cody versus Jake Hager. I was saying earlier on before we hit record, Jake got pinned clean on TV by Mox for Jake to lose to Cody. You know, clean on TV in another title match. I think would really hurt him. A guy um, that has lost an MMA should not have lost in wrestling first. Not clean, at least. Like yeah, he, uh, he, I agree. He lost clean one, two, three in the middle of the ring to, to Moxley. I've been very frustrated with their booking as of late. Their booking has become very WWE-like. Um, and that's one of the things I was loving about AEW in the beginning was they were making things make sense. But they've kind of – I think with COVID, they have been trying to pause stuff as long as possible while keep things going. And that's why things have gotten a little off the rails. Um, right. You know, I, I think they're waiting for crowds to somehow come back to, to like really make things make sense again. Right now, they're just surviving week to week. I, I like how, and again, it's too soon for Cody to lose the title too. So they're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. I do like how Cody, ugh, Cody's title is an open challenge championship. I know you guys hate the We've fact. Of, I like. So, no, I like that. We've never like seen that, that well, before. It's incredible. But yeah, why, never why been done before. Why did you wait for this title to look good? Why did they wait till like like my neighbor built it? Like, why did they hire someone to make a title look nice, like the real championship? Wasn't your neighbor? They rushed it, Jula. That's mean. They rushed <laughs> it. They rushed it so they would have something for people to care about during COVID because they're not going to have mocks wrestle every week. They needed something. They could have bedazzled it. It would have looked fine on TV. Right. Like, that's a horrible looking title. It really is. I can't believe um, Mox gave Renee COVID. Let's talk about that. Talk about, talk about the corniest wrestler I've ever seen in the ring, by the way. Ortiz. He's like, <laughs> like a, he's like a cartoon. Like Everything he does just looks phony and stupid. I can't stand Moxley anymore. I used he, to like him. 
I can't stand him anymore. He, he, I'm going to steal a line from Patrice O'Neill. He looks like he's halfway through a werewolf transformation with all the faces that he's making. <laughs> he's like, he always just looks uh, like... Uh, yeah. Beverly Brothers. Just Beverly like Brothers. Jim ruined Kenny Omega for me, calling him Jazz Hands. Now all I see is his Jazz Hands. I'm going to think about that with Moxley now with the wolf comment. Ooh, Miller Lite. Yeah. I've got an 1893 original Cola Pepsi. Wow. Mm-hmm. That got, like, alcohol in it or... No, but it's it doesn't have like any of the BS. It uses like real cola, like with a K and all that shit. I have a Poland Spring. Oh, that's what it means to be from Maine. Yes, not a sponsor. Um, and then we've got have, Omega uh, and Page defending the tag titles against <laughs> the best friends. <laughs> I thought that said Briscoe. Yeah. I'm like, wow, very uh, very relevant. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's Omega and Page, right? It has to be. Two of the biggest names in the company. I um, want Kenny to turn on Paige. I think Paige needs to stay uh, a, a face. I can see it happening tonight. Again, do you waste that for a fucking TV show? They're treating it like a pay-per-view, though. This is a pay-per-view. You don't have to pay for it, so it's just a purview. Free purview. <laughs> it, it's, it's a cheap purview. <laughs> I'm going. Uh, I'm going. Best friends. Bam, 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 bam. You think the best friends are beating them for the title? I, I think so. I think no. that AEW suffers from a little bit of WWE, where the people carrying the titles in a division made up of people who train together to be tag teams is made up by two singles people who are probably better off as singles yes. competitors. Oh, so I, I will. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I will root for a tag team over two made up. Friends, anytime you know, what I mean, it's like uh, I agree with that, but I feel like Omega and Paige have worked um, with this. Yeah, one. but you know what? It, it's it's time. Like they they haven't been around. Paige wrestled three weeks in a row with a different tag team partner, and they just yeah. ignored Paige. Remember, Kenny like, showed up with like that random title from Mexico. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like, all right, let's. let's yeah, that's the stuff I don't get. Like, why do they do this stuff? Like, you need to. Nobody you need knows to get, about this. You need to get the titles off them because it should be on the Bucks or FTR right now. So you or gotta... the Lucha, the Lucha Brothers. Oh my God! Enough! I hate Lucha wrestling. It is so oh, I stupid. Oh my God! But go. Trebley's hey, canceled. Trebley, you're canceled. <laughs> racist! 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 I want to build a wall around Lucha wrestlers. <laughs> oh my God! I... The views of the Mount Rushmore Wrestling uh. podcast uh, podcast do not reflect John Trebley's beliefs. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> I want that fucking shirt, though. Oh, I love this shirt. I should have bought that today. I was too, I was too wild by being able to put words on my FC shirt today. So, um, I'll throw this out there because I was just thinking about it today. You don't watch AW. <laughs> Well, I, I look, are we are we going to talk about next week too, or are we we going to wait? Yes. Oh, yeah. We're not. Yeah, all right. Never mind. We only podcast once every three pandemics yeah. now. So, so I, my, I'm sorry. My plan, my plan with Rushmore because we only have to come up with four is doing it weekly if we yeah. can. Okay. Oh. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, that's why it should always be. We could have a rotating 
look, we, we can't all make it every time. Like, if Pete can't make it because he's working 24 days straight, you know, we'll call Team Steve or we'll call uh, Bobby yes. Silva, you know, whoever whoever it can be. And then we can have a Mount Rushmore of, of guests. Good Very idea. true. Good idea. Um... Also, Mount Rushmore is canceled. <laughs> They're trying. Yeah, they, they already tore that one down at the last protest. We could have a Mount. We could have a Mount Rushmore of Mount Rushmores. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Jeopardy Tournament of Champions. <laughs> so, in case we can't get to it, let's go over night two. Um, we've got Mox versus Cage for the AEW World Title. Maybe. Maybe. Cage needs Maybe. to win. Cage needs to win this if, if the match happens. At this yeah. Now. Yeah. You, can you see a scenario where Mox isn't wrestling next wrestling next week, so they they strip him of the title? Omega and Page lose the belts tonight, and Brian Cage defend wrestles either Page or Omega for the vacant AEW title next week. I heard they might have already taped Cage versus Moxley. Oh, okay. At a, like a different location. Wow. Well, okay. Sources Chris. say. So Chris. I don't know if it's true or not. It would be Chris, smart if they did. Unfortunately, AEW doesn't book like WWE, so they probably won't do that. We've just spent 15 minutes talking about how they book like WWE. <laughs> That's the tag teams, Chris. You're not listening. <laughs> I'm just saying, in a pinch, because you know they won't keep the title vacant if they if they didn't tape the match already, and they've got to pull the belt off of Mox because he's going to be gone for a while. They don't want to keep it vacant for a long time. They should just pull it off. He's ineffective. The the biggest wrestler is still Chris Jericho, and he doesn't even wrestle half the time. <laughs> he's commentating tonight, which I'm very uh, excited. I think about. He's, yeah. yeah, yeah. I love what he's. I love that he does both. He, he, this guy's proved like he's such a team player. And he wants the company to succeed. He, he does everything he can to put the company over, and I think I, that's pretty cool. I know? wonder if they've. Yeah, I, I'm just wondering. Maybe they filmed both nights like last week. And just said, "All right, we'll take the we'll take a break over the Fourth of July holiday." I, I wouldn't be surprised. So yeah. he wasn't around last week either. Ooh. Yeah, he, but I think he they stayed were... home. Be- he stayed home because Renee, because yeah. Re- yeah. got announced about Renee. Technically, they could test him, and if he passes it, yeah. Well, Pete, no. speaking from someone who failed today, mm-hmm. um... <laughs> <laughs> hey, what'd you have for dinner today? Uh, Tuckaway burger. Oh, nice. Oh. Well, we got a little uh, truffle cheese put on top of it. Yeah. I just want to thank my friend John Trembley, by the way. Him and his beautiful wife uh, sent me a very nice package for my birthday. Tuckaway Tavern Meats. We are not wow. sponsored by Tuckaway Tavern, but we'd like to be. But we should be. And we should be. And, I, uh, bet, I bet you Bobby, Bobby Marcotte would be a great guest. Those were some of the best chicken tips I've ever had. Their chicken is so good there. It's so good. I never heard of such a thing, chicken tips. Oh, Strem, it changes your life. Oh, God. Oh, you better... <laughs> <laughs> it's just $19.95. Instead of Please. giving you money for your wedding, I'm sending you a big box of chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Joke's on you, there ain't gonna be no wedding. <laughs> the rest of life is canceled. No more oh, fun. That's true. No Ugh. more fun. No more fun allowed. Bye. <laughs> What else we got? What else we got? Jericho versus Orange Cassidy. I think I, you said it perfectly, Pete. Tyson's going to interfere yeah. and Cassidy's going to win. Yep. I mean, it, it makes sense. I mean, they're trying to get Cassidy over. But let's let's look at this, though. Cassidy as a character is awesome. 
but does he really have what it takes to, to last as a main event player? No. So I'm very surprised they're pushing him this fast. So it depends on, you know, like we talked about with uh, uh, Perry earlier, you know, his character can morph. You know, he can he can become a true wrestler. He hasn't even gotten on the mic yet. So I kind of like the slow play. So, I, you know, I, I think he's going to win, like you said. And I think that they have big plans for him. Because when we've seen him in the ring, when he actually does wrestle, uh, Good. He's, he's pretty damn good. So I think uh, a character like him, and I'll throw Baron Corbin in there too, they are very reliant on crowd reaction. And it yeah. shows, to me, it shows that yeah. they need that. Like, I, I think last week's melee with Jericho felt awkward to watch, even though it was fun. It would have mm-hmm. been 10 times better when he had his ear dripping with blood, standing over Jericho. And crowd, the crowd just screaming and chanting his name yeah. would have been an epic image for them. Yeah, but, for sure. Yeah. Freshly squeezed. Freshly squeezed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I, I do think um, Vince sounds like he's pretty determined to have live crowds, you know, sometime over the summer, which would be something else. I mean, if I mean Trump had that crowd in, uh, where was it, Tulsa? Yeah, I mean, you know, it was 5, it a million people, like you said it was going to be, but it was still pretty right. damn good turnout. Right. I mean, there's enough wrestling fans that I would go. I mean, I can tell you where it won't be. The TD Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Yeah, there's there's just isn't liberal fair. hats in this fucking state. That's <laughs> <laughs> Look, guys, on August 5th, I'm going to AEW. I don't even care if it's being hosted. We're going to have our we're going to have our we're going to have our fourth wrestling show on us canceled on us of the year. Uh, yeah. I'm going to tell you guys this. something though. I, I'm seriously considering this. I want to have a pool party. And I want to have a band play in my backyard. Okay. But I don't know if it's possible in this pandemic. But I want to hire a band to play Van Halen covers all fucking night. <laughs> you know, hey. I, I'll save you the trouble. I'll just just plug into Apple Music and we'll we'll shuffle. <laughs> hey, I still got. It won't save me some money. <laughs> I, I still got Poser's phone number. Remember, they were gonna play my thirtieth. Yeah. It's still around. Or actually, you could get hire uh, Ron Finn from uh, friggin' uh, Wildside. Oh, that'd be they'd be they're great. I would check I mean, in for that. I mean, if I don't shower for two weeks and drink tequila, I could be Sammy Hagar. Mm. Oh, I love Sammy Hagar. He's the I'm, best. I'm, I've been stretching a lot lately. I bet you I could jump like David Lee Roth. <laughs> David Lee Roth in 2020. I don't doubt it. Hey man, I, we saw him live. Well, I did. John was late <laughs> to that show, but. He yeah. was good. His band, he he was way better than those Las Vegas clips that were going around. He was good. He was good that show. When I saw him on the last Van Halen album tour, he was great. Yeah, that was that was almost ten years ago now. Trevor and Strem saw them and they said he wasn't that good when they went. He turned his mic down. He couldn't fucking sing. I saw him twice and he just held his microphone out to the crowd the entire time. I, I really <laughs> That Motley Crew concert just to see Vince Neil do that for two hours though I would love to crack me up. Cheap chap, cheap chap, cheap Do you remember when Sue Federico, friend of the show, uh, licked the microphone and we were walking right to the parking lot? She goes, "I licked his mind, <laughs> dude! I licked his mind." Yes, yes. Truly, truly legendary. (laughs) Truly legendary. Oh goodness. So, I want to talk about. 
I, one of my favorite things in wrestling you have is, something to talk about. The Shit, mystery, the mystery opponent or the mystery partner, whatever it is. Um, Nyla Rose versus TBD. Yes. Is this is this the time that you go out and you sign Tessa Blanchard with all the controversy surrounding her? There's so much other shit going on. I think this is the. I, if I was WWE, I would be signing her this instant. Well, this is surprising because I heard that WWE was in talks with her. Really? Yeah, that's what I heard. I didn't hear. I mean, it makes sense to go to AEW because her dad works there. But yeah. I don't think oh, yeah. Tony Khan's keen on the racist part of her. He's very been uh, he's been very outspoken about people that have a history of being racist. I, I thought it was just more like uh, Me Too type stuff. I didn't realize it was racist. I heard that she had some racist. I mean, I don't know if it's true or not, but I heard she was accused of being very racist behind the scenes. Okay. So the thing I keep thinking about, I followed the story very closely. Get your pen ready. In the bathroom. Um, In the bathroom. (laughs) So the the thing that no one brings up and Pete just brought up was that her father works for AEW, and I think that could probably sway Mr. Khan to hire her. Um, Just because it's, I feel like he, he he gives her father TV time every week. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. like was not that kind of hypocrite though? Because he just told Hulk Hogan. Oh his wife, my God, Pete! Like, the whole industry is full of hypocrites. That's how I agree. Works. I agree with you. <laughs> I feel like it just happens, so it makes him look silly to say that. I, and I then you hire was... someone that just had had more recent uh, yeah. issues. You I know. Think, I think he did the Hogan thing just to grab a couple headlines. So, yeah. but I it just it, googled look, it. They didn't fire Sammy. They no. spent think about it. So I, th- I think they're a little more forgiving. In January of 2020, multiple female wrestlers came forward with bullying and racism allegations against Blanchard, including in an incident involving Blanchard spitting in the face of a black female wrestler and calling her a racial slur. Um, that's from Wikipedia. Oh. I wonder oh if she called her... I will call add, her. though, I was watching the Raj Geary Wrestling Podcast with Matt Morgan. Um... And he said that recently that she has gotten a lot of good feedback as a leader at the Impact backstage. Mm. Well, and, they, and that's why they got rid of her. Uh. <laughs> I, I think she stopped showing up. Yeah. She, she so, she li- so she lives in Mexico. Her, um, she does? Her, her fiancé is a Mexican-American wrestler that oh. works for Impact. Oh, um, I didn't know that. Daga, I think something along those lines. Hey, 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 hey. cancel, cancel. D a d a g a. Daga. Oh, I thought you said something else. No, oh, no. D a g a. I oh, believe that's how it's spelled. Yeah, Pete, you'll notice him. He's the wrestler who comes out and jumps into the ring, jumps off the top rope fourteen times, and does like, <laughs> like, oh, so that's luchador wrestling Canceled! right there. Canceled. Anyhow, um, he's like a little she, jumping bean. She I was having travel guy. issues because of COVID nineteen, <laughs> and. They I think we all have. To, We've all had travel issues. Are you fucking kidding me? Where did Chris go? Chris is hilarious. She had travel issues because there's been a lack of planes. <laughs> we all have had travel issues. <laughs> oh. Not those of us who don't go anywhere. That's true. What about the, like I have so many credits to airlines. What do I do? 
I guys, guys, listen. Buy a fucking airline. Darren Brown just wants to know who's going to be the next one to have a baby, okay? <laughs> he just wants to talk like the girls do. <laughs> He's excited. He just had a baby. Come on. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's great. Anyway, we're way off topic. Can I, I put some... money on myself not having a kid? <laughs> uh, I'd fucking clean up. <laughs> listen, if we... If we canceled any indiscretion, we would have to cancel the entire wrestling industry. If you went back and looked at WWE in particular and all the stuff Vince has done, um, and I'm not making an excuse for them. I just I just am against cancel culture in general. You can't retroactively apply today's right. morals to even 10 years ago. Right. Well, I'm just, exactly. I'm just oh, wondering, I what, I I'm just wondering what Strim did wrong 10 years ago that he's so worried about. Oh, oh yeah, here we go. Nice. On to I show a certain friend of mine certain things he said in the past on Facebook, and I uh, use it for blackmail, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> don't lie, you don't have any friends. <laughs> You're right. Oh, oh, look at the first one pop up. What is that? Oh, okay. oh. oh my friend who only dates white women. Look at this. Ten years ago today, look, look at this diverse group. Wow. Right? Wow. I'm right on the end. Is that the one you posed next to on a certain Halloween? No, no. <laughs> what do you mean the one? I don't know. Yeah. Strim, Strim, you time coding all this? Uh, yeah. minute, minute one through twenty, just delete. That was amazing. Yeah. We were talking about it, and then all right, moving today. on. Let's uh, let's Can finish you off. Let's let's finish off Fighter Fest night two. Archer oh, so versus Joey Janela. That's Archer's a match. Gotta win. Why yeah. is that even a match? What's the match? Since when were these two feuding? I did I miss something? They're because they're elite, Pete. I don't even remember these two having any segments on Dynamite. What did I miss? Who's this? Yeah. They're just they're just throwing two guys. How do they even know they're supposed to show up? They're just what's throwing the, two guys together. Well, they book it ahead of time. But what's the match? Archer versus Joey Janela. Okay. Isn't Joey Janela with Sonny Kiss or who's that? Well, yeah, that's Joey Janela. No, he no, last week. Last week Lance Archer attacked him after the match. He did? Yeah. He must have fallen asleep during that match. Uh, you must have been watching that other show then. All right. Um So that's how you get show. that match. I'm going Joey. I don't know why. I just like him. That's Lance Archer. Lance Archer has to win. Yeah, hey, he boy, has to. It's the murder hawk. <laughs> That's a great nickname. Uh, yeah, it is a nickname. Colt so, Cabana and the Dark Order against SCU. I foresee yep. Colt Cabana turning on Brody Lee. Yeah, he's. It was all a setup. Yeah, that's what I see happening. He's yep. not long for the uh, the Dark Order. Yeah. And then in the match that the the one that'll be the best match off of both nights. Butcher and the Blade, along with the Lucha Brothers, against FTR and the Young Bucks. Why are Butcher and the Blade in this match? Because they have the best <laughs> tag team division in the world. Pete, Pete, they've been on Dynamite every week, getting jo getting jobbed to the yeah. uh, jobbing to the FTR. Right, like, gotta, right. Which, which, I don't get why they're even in this match. Like, let them let them get a couple losses to build the other team, and then let the other big boys play. Huh? Pete, they're trying to get they don't their have come any other tag teams. They're trying to get their comeuppance. 
They have those other douchebags, TH2, they never use. They Ooh. have that guy, uh, or, uh, Ortiz. I think his name's Ortiz and yeah. Santana. Yeah. They're wrestling night one against oh. Private Party. They, they're in a program. Oh, is that um the guys that wear green, Jack yeah. Evans? And yeah, they're not, they're not good, but they have them. Mar- Maraschino Cherry or whatever his yeah, name yeah. is? Exactly. That's, that's rude. I mean, you, right. had, you had Kip and the other loser, but he got fired, so... Oh, yeah, Jimmy Havoc. Yeah. Chris Parcello. I have a Jimmy Havoc haircut. I don't well, you're going well, to shave it or else you get used to it. was uh, more Marty Skrull. Actually, what, what the man bun, it is a Marty Skrull haircut, who Jericho admitted on Talk is Jericho this week, was the first choice to be the leader of the Dark Order. Yeah. Really? When, 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 which, uh, which show is this? The one that had... Um, uh, Tuck is Jericho. Nightmare? <laughs> I can't remember the guy's name. That weird-looking was... dude that, that oh, weird Dr. Looking dude that Luther? Was in... I can't yeah. stand that guy, so I skipped that one. Yeah, Dr. Luther, because Dr. Uh-huh. Luther wanted to be the leader of the Dark Order, and they were like, no. Yeah, um, Marty Skrull was considered, Matt Hardy was considered, and then they went with their fourth choice, Brody Lee. Um... Did you guys listen to the one where he had uh, Kazarian on and that guy Cody Decker, Decker? They talked about load and reload. That was pretty. Yes, cool. yeah, it was two hours. I liked it. That was a good podcast. It made me want to listen to Load again. I was, like, I oh, was wow. driving to work and I, I put it on because it ended. Yeah, I, I, I listened to the two. Um, I listened to the two referee episodes. They were both really good. I'm gonna like, I'm gonna listen to those. I haven't listened to those yet. Kyoto, I like my Kyoto. So. Yeah, Kyoto's such a good one. It's such a telling. A uh, story about how WWE just throws you away. Um, and Aubrey Edwards is excellent, excellent. Jeez. WWE throws I... you away. He worked there for 35 years. <laughs> 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 yeah, then they throw them away. They just throw them away. They say, oh, thanks for your 35 years. Go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a guy they're going to re-sign once things get better. Yes. Yeah. I think yeah. that was a monetary thing. They cut some. They cut some dead weight. But yeah, they've already brought back some guys. You know. Yeah. Maverick and. and I heard Rowan's back too. Is that true? I haven't heard that, but he might show up at Extreme Rules in the Wyatt Family Swamp match. Yeah. Which is going to be another cinematic match, more like the Boneyard, from what I hear. I feel like they're doing too many of these too soon. What are you talking about? It'll lose its luster real quick. It already has. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, you know what lost its luster? Uh, uh, night one of WrestleMania, it got it back on night two, and then it lost it again. See, I thought, I thought the Money in the Bank match was entertaining. The Money in the Bank match was awesome. I love that. So they've done one bad cinematic match, and it was the dumb shit they did with Private Private's Party, not Private Party. I think those NXT oh, cinematic yeah. matches have sucked too. I I like the Adam Cole Velveteen Dream one. I did not. Okay. Each their own. All right, so it's almost time to get to the Mount Rushmore, but first, week one of the new Rushmore Wrestling Trivia Challenge. I've got five questions. Got five questions. Would you like to ask a question right at this particular time? Would you like to do that? Here we go. Um, I'm going to ask a question. Just throw your hand up in the air, or you can just shout it out. Whoever gets the most points wins. Question one: Who is the first entrant? In Royal Rumble history. Ooh. Oh. The natural Butch Reed? Paul Lorendorf. Big John Stud. Ron Bass. Would you like to Whoops. ask a question right at this particular time? Would you like to do 
question. God damn it, wrong button. <laughs> no looking it up. One more guess for each of you. Uh, I can't believe I don't have this. I wrote about this. You did? Yeah, you made a whole freaking project on this. <laughs> yeah, you got an F. <laughs> um, I'm going to have to say Greg the Hammer Valentine. No. All right, that's my last guess. Big show. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll talk about the big show later, Bret Hart. right? It was Bret Hart. Strem getting it really? on the last Wow, he was the first Royal Rumble entrant, huh? Yes. How come he never uh, touts himself about that, huh? He never... Well, Pete, he has so much other things to tout himself about. Like, <laughs> so uh, Shawn Michaels here's why I got confused. Bret Hart was the first entrant, but I'm pretty sure the natural Butch Reed was the first person ever eliminated, and that's what I wrote about. Uh, Brett, oh, Brett and, if, if you go back and watch the mid-'80s, Brett and Tito Santana were often in the very first match of every pay-per-view, so, so it doesn't surprise me that Brett was the first. Is that so he could go home early? <laughs> he was always late. Question two. Who won the first match in WrestleMania history? Paul Orndorff. No. <laughs> he was in the main event, I know. Tito uh, Santana. Tito Santana. Did, wow. Did that just make my point or what? You know what? I've never watched WrestleMania 1 or 2. Wow. You They're worth watching for history's sake. Yeah. They're not watched, great cards. I watched the one briefly. It would get boring. All right, let's see here. Question three. This is a hard one. Who is the first recognized WWF King of the Ring? Jerry Lawler. Nope. Harley Race. Nope. Greg the Hammer Valentine. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Owen Hart. Sadly, no. Will you give give us a hint on the decade? It was eighty. It was it was the eighties. It was the mid to late 80s. They, back when they used to have it at Paul Fox Orndorff. Not Paul Orndorff. Is King not, Haku. Not, not King Haku. Now time out, because I've done my research on this in the past. They they used to have non-televised, non-pay-per-view ones. Like, and then like that guy would be known... Yes, and that, and that guy would be known as King for the next year. But w- would that be the recognized? Yes. yes. No, but you're very close. I was going to... That's a good guess, Pete. Uh, Medusa. Zeus. <laughs> no, no. Hacksaw. Oh, no, one more guess each person. Huh? Close to Hercules. Butch Reed. Oh. No, but again, you're, you're in the right time frame. You're very close. Close to Hercules, huh? Former Intercontinental Champion. I'll throw you a hint. That doesn't help any of you. I know that. That could be anyone. The Mountie? (laughs) Nope. Um, My final guess is... Brutus Beefcake. Nope. Oh, that was my guess. Okay. Who was it? The Rock Don Morocco. Oh. Oh, I would have never guessed that. Yeah. if you lined up ten people in front of me and says one of these is your father, Don the Rock Morocco, <laughs> I said pick him out of the lineup. I'd say no. I'm not feeling too. I'm not feeling too confident about this one, but all right. Well, you've been you've been surprised before. Sticking with the theme, what tag team 
won the first match in SummerSlam history, 1988, with SummerSlam won. The Rockers. Nope. The Quebecers. No. Uh, Beverly Brothers. Rick Martel and Tito Santana. Strike Force. Was it nope. a real tag team or just two Jamal? Real tag team. Okay. Former tag team champions. Oh. That could, well, that, once again, that Demolition. No, but you're very close. Legion of Doom. No, you're nowhere near. The British, the British Bulldogs. How, how the the British Bulldogs. How are the Demolition? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, Legion of Doom would be the next logical guess when you see you're close. I agree with you, John. Demolition was, Demolition's very close because of the timeline. Legion of Doom went to WWE in 1991. Yeah, Not even you say very close and you someone's in Demolition, don't you I think someone's going to say Legion of Doom next? I can see where you're coming from. Oh, the British Bulldogs are, are just like Demolition. <laughs> All right, and finally, it's a heel. I'm going to give you a hint. It's a heel. Who was the first man eliminated in Survivor Series history? First match, first man to take a fall. Rugged Ronnie Garvin. No. Ball. He was a face. He was a face, right. Justin. No. What was the guess? He guessed the model. Um, Strikeforce hadn't broken up yet. Model was still a face. He was a bit of a jobber, and he was managed by Jimmy Hart. Oh. What's his face? Uh, Brooklyn Brawler. Nope. And he wasn't very safe either. The Red Ruster. That's a hint. No, it was not the Red Ruster or the Red Rooster. Um, dangerous Danny Davis. Dangerous Danny Davis. Wow. Strem wins my crown. Strem wins week one with four out of five correct. Wow. Hey, Trembley and Pete, I'm going to need you to do me a favor. Uh, just get on one knee and bow to me, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get on both. I don't know if you know this, but I'm, I'm kneeling, I've been kneeling the entire show. Who is that? That's Morrow. Oh, oh Morrow. Stram, I pulled this one for you. With the deepest regrets and tears that are so. Yes. I'm sorry to hear your dad finally So, I love that. I love it because the big show is an idiot. So, yeah. But we'll talk about him later, am I right? I downloaded a program on my phone called Soundboard, and then I just pulled up clips on YouTube, and you hit record on your phone, play the clip, and it saves onto your soundboard. Gotcha. You should find a way to uh, have that hooked up direct so when you play the sound bits, it's clean yeah. audio. Yeah, I this is the best I could do for now, but I'm working Different on game, it. Same same show. Yeah. <laughs> Pete, this is the best free version of what I could do. Yeah. Same poor quality audio you've all come to expect. <laughs> hey, it's, it's chicken and egg, you know, uh, you know, if we started getting sponsors, I would take the time to splice in the audio correctly. 
So. Well, you're in luck. I'm going to sponsor you for one dollar. Now get the audio correct. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the dinosaurs. The Ice Age. All right. Time Mr. to Right, everybody, chill. Time to discuss the Mount Rushmore of the Attitude Era. I mean, there's no. I guess. I guess we could say who's your number four? Who's your last? You know, it's. That's kind of how I thought we were doing it. Yeah. So who's your? See, that's the old format, Pete. That's the old format. This isn't four count wrestling. This is the You're Mount right. Rushmore. You're right. So you know. So yeah, who would be? If you were looking at Mount Rushmore, who would be your... Is it Lincoln that's all the way to the right? I forget what it looks like now. Yeah. Isn't it Roosevelt who's, like, looking sideways or something? I only know the four Eddies. <laughs> he's looking away because he, he's the only one who didn't own slaves. All right. So <laughs> we'll say, who's your number four? Yeah. Who, you know, who's your number who four? Yeah. You? Who's your number four? Strem, Strem, you want to start us off? Sure. And this is, to me, the most interesting because I think we're going to match on a lot of them coming in. But my number four... Was Mr. McMahon? Wow! Oh, I and, liked it. You know, I this one I had my first three, and there was really no swaying me. But Mr. McMahon um, became a completely different person for the Attitude Era. And in my eyes, when we talked about top heels many episodes ago, uh, he was one of the top two or three because um, you know the realism that he brought as the owner of the company. And being the boss uh, and, and trolling and fighting with somebody who we're going to talk about, obviously, in a few minutes. Um, Mr. McMahon really became, he went from businessman to superstar. And he was so good at it. So great. Taking all the bumps. making Showing his ass, as you like to say, Chris. And... Uh, his ass. Bring, yeah, bringing it to a, to a whole different level that really resonates to this day you know over 20 years later so mr mcmahon the superstar is on my mount rushmore interesting interesting i like it because i i didn't think of mcmahon i was thinking more wrestlers you know what i mean but then he had a few matches he had the attitude he had everything but i like it and okay who's your number i highly considered vince he was he was teetering but i i decided to do in-ring guys. I changed up my fourth spot a couple of times. But Vince was definitely in I the think, running for a while. I think looking at this, right, there's three that pop in your head immediately, and then I think the fourth is like... yeah, That's, that's where it gets a little murky. I could make a case for probably eight different people in the fourth slot. Yes. Yep. Yep. But I think the, Yeah, there's the, one big one I did not include, but he probably should have been in it, but... The big show, yeah. No. Absolutely, no, absolutely not. not. Everyone else did, so don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, who's your number four, John? So I had a tough time. Like I said, the first three were kind of, you know, not to spoil anything, but you, know, you look at the fourth one, you look at Triple H, but then you say, okay, you know, maybe he was a little more after the Attitude Era because he was Shawn Michaels' lackey from, you know, the first part of it. Um, and then you look at Shawn Michaels, and you're like, well, he was really gone by the time it kind of, Right. Got rolling. I mean, well, I, I didn't put Sean in mind because no, no. technically lost the last night, the first night of the Attitude Era starting. Yep. So, so I mean, I, I think I didn't like the Undertaker. I had to. Uh, I I really had a tough time with this fourth one. It was the toughest <laughs> thing I'd, I've done today. <laughs> uh, and he gave I, blood, folks. 
I didn't get flooded. I told you. He got turned down. You should have told him, Trembly. I run at 99 on a normal day. Fuck you. I walked in here. I'm hot. So why did they give it to you? Your temperature was too high? Yeah, that's that was the story. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, your temperature is too high. Well, yes, I had to walk here from my car. Give it a minute. Pause the, pause the podcast for a minute. Uh, no, 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 no. The MLB's plan will not work because they want them to go work out then have their temperature rechecked. Oh all right, you're God. working out, you're gonna get a little hot. So, all yeah. right, my number four, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Triple H. I mean, he he took over the night after WrestleMania. He's the one who brought in X Pac. Uh, he got the um, well, he was the one who brought X Pac, but he was he was there. He's the one who announced it. Took over DX. Took DX to new levels. I mean, obviously. You know, the feud, I uh, uh, think about, like, Terry Funk and Mick Foley against uh, the New Age Outlaws. But, I mean, Triple H was always the head of the gang, you know? So it's like, tri- Triple H, and I mean, you know, yeah. you give him shit for burying people, but, you know, his time with the Intercontinental title, I mean, he, he did it the right way. Inter- Intercontinental title first, then, you know, rolling yeah, up the, ring. the world WWF. championship. The ring, yep. I, I just think he's, he belongs there. And, I mean, you know. Even today, the work he still does. I mean, he kind of has like a uh, an attitudinary ethos to it. Uh, yes, to go deep. So, Triple H is my uh, he's he. I'm chiseling him on the fucking Mount Rushmore right now. He's on my Mount Rushmore too, by the way. As oh, my number, my as my number three. I I very much agree, and I think this is the era that sort of made him right. Yep. Uh, you talked about him and Sean, but like to me, he was always the driving force behind. DX, um, but I mean him stealing Stephanie from from Test yeah. and the, met, um, the wedding. Remember the wedding was the biggest. It was in USA Today, which at the time was, you know, was, was people very, read it. Yeah, people, people read, read it. Back it. Then. Fuck, I read it in high school at, uh, at current events. Right. So uh, the way I would put it is, Sean didn't need. The Attitude Era to make him. He was already made, right? But without the Attitude Era, Triple H, um, he was going a little bit sideways with the Blue Blood gimmick, which I love, by the way. But this, this, this propelled him to superstardom. So, and I think, I think this is more. I mean, watching the guy like off screen, he's more of like, look, he's an MMA fan. You know, yeah. he loves, he loves heavy metal. He loves, you know, stupid jokes like the. Yeah. Like this is the attitude era. Like it's it's hard rock and, and stupid jokes. That's yeah, dick and fart jokes. Yeah, yeah. Big yeah. Dick Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could tell he enjoyed it. So. Okay. Uh, yeah, actually, my number four was also Triple H. Uh, my list is. I mean, I think our list is gonna match pretty much, but oh, yeah. the reason I chose my four guys is everyone on my list had to overcome a bad gimmick they were dealt with in the beginning of their career and change their image and get over and create this whole new era of wrestling and pioneered it. So Triple H obviously um, had a really hard task of losing Sean the night of WrestleMania 14 and having to take over the stable that was really... The only thing rivalry, uh, ri- ri- eh. the only thing competing against WCW's NWO at the time, 
and keeping the ratings somewhat afloat. And he did a great job with it, and he had the right uh, mix of guys in there. I mean, who would have thought Road Dog, you know, Double J's Lackey would be this huge star in the, in the, in the late 90s? You know what I mean? John I did. I did. Um, he, comes, he comes from the Armstrong family, uh, who they just lost their father. God rest his soul. <laughs> and, you know, like, you, like someone had mentioned earlier, I think John said it, I think if Vince wasn't getting so involved in the product today, WWE would be miles ahead of any wrestling promotion out there. It's he's 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 a visionary of, and he knows how to pick new talent and get them over. I mean, look at look at the current roster. All those guys were superstars at NXT eight years ago, and mm-hmm. now they're pretty much the entire WWE roster. Um, granted, they're wasting away right now because of bad writing, but. At one point, they were all. So. Oh boy! Oh, oh my God! Make a podcast debut. Tell Jonathan. your wife to show some respect. You've got to get up and give her a smooth. Oh, hey, baby, good to see you. I, I can't believe we're sitting here and we all think Strem's not married right now. <laughs> I'm not. I promise you. Oh, you son of a! Look at those smirk. <laughs> no. Hey, listen. Uh, you know, you want to hey, get married listen. in a church? Hey, <laughs> hey, listen up there, you peeps. <laughs> I, got married in a go. fucking, I got married in a fucking bar on top of Portland, right? Started anywhere in the world. I just proved it. I know you can. And it was um, beautiful. It. it was beautiful. It was nice. Anyway, we're way off topic. Triple H. She got wedding. Five stars. Five stars. Triple H just happened to be my number three as well. Uh, you know, a lot of the same things you guys have said. He uh, he was king of the ring in 97 after eating shit for a year because of the curtain call. Um, tag champs with Austin during that time. Two European titles. Four Intercontinental reigns. Four WWE title reigns. His feud with the nation. As much as people want to give Austin credit for it, he put The Rock on the map. He put The Rock yeah, over a couple his, of times. His rivalry too. between The Rock for the Intercontinental title was legendary. Yeah. He, he won the European title and lost the Intercontinental title in Lowell, Massachusetts at the old Lowell Memorial Auditorium. Yeah. Um, you know, joining the joining corporation, stealing Stephanie, this McMahon-Helmsley era, you know, becoming the game. He, yeah, he like in like you all <laughs> said, you know, taking over DX, taking Shawn Michaels' spot is not easy. It's why mm-hmm. a lot of guys right now are not are not as over as they could be. Taking the spot of a John Cena or an Undertaker or a Hogan, it's really hard to do. You know, the, the early 90s, you know, 93, 94, 95, those were lean years. Trying to replace Hulk Hogan, you know, as good as Brett and Sean and, mm-hmm. and Taker were, it's it's really hard to, to fill yep. that spot. So, yeah, Triple H is my number four. Like uh, my number that. three, I'm sorry, my number three. So who's your so, number four? <laughs> well, let me get that. Well, again... You just so spent can, 10 minutes talking about your number three. We haven't yeah. even gotten there yet. <laughs> well, because you all mentioned Triple H. I figured get it out now instead of talking about him later a second time. Right, Pete. You've been on the show before. You see. You know how this shit it's the works. the first episode. What are you talking about? <laughs> My number four joined the World Wrestling Federation in August of 1999. And he'll be on commentary tonight at Fighter Fest. 
Wow. Y2J Chris Jericho. I went back and forth a lot. Um, when we first started talking about this topic being our week one episode, Pete convinced me that Shawn Michaels was eligible and, he, and that he had to be on the list. No, I didn't. Yo, you certainly did. No way. Yes. I said, he said the Attitude Era started the night of WrestleMania 14, so Shawn Michaels could not be part of the Attitude Era. You're totally wrong. I'm going to have to go back and look at the text message. Go ahead, Al. I will, Al. Al. Um, because I thought Sean was ineligible, but it doesn't matter because I kept him off my list. Jericho had one of the biggest debuts of all time. And he, you know, went, instead of being a guy that shows up and they're like, okay, you're going to go beat the Brooklyn Brawler for six weeks. He jumped right into a program with Dwayne. Yeah. Um, he, he became a Grand Slam champion in three years. You know, he won the European title. He won the Intercontinental title. He won the... He became the undisputed champion, beat Stone Cold and The Rock twice in the same night. Um, he I feel laid, like that wasn't all Attitude Era. I feel like Jericho was more of the Ruthless Aggression Era than the so, Attitude Era. So December 9th, 2001, was Vengeance. I think it was Vengeance. When yeah. he beat, when he became the undisputed champion. Yeah, yeah the Attitude Era was over at that point. No, we, we said this when we turned on the microphones. Attitude Era was 97 to the end of 01. In fact, some some people think it goes over too. Started in '98, first of all, not '97. I, I just I think obviously we all think Jericho. I think we could all agree Jericho is like the best wrestler yeah. still going today. But not in the attitude era. But I, I think most of his his greatest work has been beyond. Like either like you know coming up from WCW, reading the fucking list, and like yeah. and then having the list in 2015. Right. You know what I mean? It's like. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like Jericho. I mean, it's obviously his debut was huge, but then it was like a yeah. wet fart. Yeah, he wasn't even on the next pay per view. They squashed him after that. He was feuding with Stephanie McMahon. He did something. He he did something I liked his first night in in WWE, WWF at the time. He uh, it's right now. Guys are very like. I showed up at nine fifteen. Uh, I was off the screen by nine thirty, and you'll never hear from me again. He showed up at what nine o'clock. The, the countdown went off, and a half hour later, he's in the ring mixing it up with people. I don't even think the Rock was in the room. Well, maybe the Rock was in the ring. They had two segments. Like, yeah, you know, I, I feel like a lot of guys just I don't know. Maybe there's too many people, too much to go around. I mean, I feel like when guys, it's more of a. I feel like the show's more realistic when when shit just progresses through the night. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not when like all right, nine fifteen. He showed up nine fifteen thirty. He's off the air. He's in the shower. He's good. He's going home. I feel like uh, something missing yeah. from today. It's like once you see someone once, they're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hey, and, hey, and, hey. I don't know. To me, there's there's a few people, and, and I'll spoil mine a little bit. Saying the Undertaker is not on mine either because like yeah. Sean or like Jericho, yeah. they they didn't you know they didn't need the Attitude Era necessarily. They yeah. thrived in it, but like before and after, they've had think, well, think, runs. Think about the Undertaker; like he's not on my list either. But he was could have very easily been a fourth. But yeah. I feel like in the end, ever he was like goofier, like than normal. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. it, he came out, he was scary. Like we're all kids; we're all scared of him. Like he comes through, he's throwing guys in body bags. But then I feel like once he's the end, ever he's like fake crucifying people. Yeah. The bear, yeah. the bear, the bear cut fire. He threw him down. I'm like, like I feel like I actually more, thought it worked though. I thought he worked well with the attitude. I feel like the ministry, like yeah, that whole him and when him and Austin feuded, 
Like, I felt like it was bad for Austin. We were there like, for that live, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I, I feel like it was just bad for Austin. Like, he's 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 facing, like, a cartoon character, and he's, you know, a guy at a bar. You know what I mean? It's like, no, no, no. I, I feel like it worked for him when he changed his uh, character to be a little bit darker, and he was starting to talk more and stuff. I thought it worked. I mean, he had those amazing matches. He had that Hell in a Cell with Mankind. Um, but but think about that, game. Pete. He didn't do anything in Hell in a Cell. <laughs> <laughs> I think he, he does like, so good. I think he does like two moves, and they both try it's to kill awesome. someone. It's awesome. It's like, awesome, though. It's like, so awesome. Like no, no, no. We think Hell in a Cell. Like Undertaker's not out doing tours on Hell in a Cell, though. Mick Foley. <laughs> Mick Foley's with money's at. Yeah, and, but the Undertaker like was watching him. He climbed <laughs> up and threw him off. That was that was yeah, it. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. It, Dead. All right, you're coming back. I'm gonna choke slam you into these. That was uh... awesome. So good, so good. <laughs> hey, he broke his foot in that match trying to Chris, get down. Chris is still oh, going right. back to three months of text to find where he thinks yeah, I said yeah. something. Hold on. I've been scrolling with my finger the last five minutes. Yeah, I'm only on June 17th. That's yeah, how bad we are. Good luck finding that. You'll never find it anyway because I never said it. You know, just oh, send it later. Just send it later, Chris. The I... show's no good if you don't participate. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. Oh, you, oh, you started with me. Yeah. You started with me. I can direct it too, you know. Oh, you you started with me, um, and but I already talked about my number three because it was your number four. So why don't we go back to you, John Tremblay, for your oh, number three? My number four is someone we just started talking about. It's Mick Foley. Um, I think. Three. I think you're three, three, right? What did I say? Four. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is four count wrestling. The next member of my Mount Rushmore is Mick. Foley, all three phases of Foley. Uh, just yes. talk about a guy who just—he's pro wrestling. He embodies pro wrestling. He has—he has multiple gimmicks. Like he was like, yeah. I, I feel like at some point, like he was like a nerdy version of what Jericho is today. Like he's all over the show, and you don't care because yeah. it, it, dude loves coming out. Boom, uh, uh, Cactus uh-huh. Jack's coming <laughs> out. Boom, Mick Foley's coming out. Mankind's coming out. Like think about. Like Pete said, you overcome a shit gimmick. Mankind was a shit gimmick. You're coming in. You're coming in to replace the Undertaker. No, what? You're coming in a job to him. Don't worry about it. Yeah. It's right. like, oh, we're gonna control you with the air, and it's like, no, that's stupid. And then Mick and Foley. You could argue that he made shitty gimmicks popular. Like, dude, love yes. was a shitty gimmick. Oh, yeah. But yeah. he was over. No, and uh, Mr. Socko. I mean, everyone loved Mr. Socko, and like, the uh, this is your life segments. Like, Mick Foley is. Like, he is Just, pro wrestling. And, yeah. and he's 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 pro wrestling in the late nineties when things weren't as polished or as smooth like right. the you know. It, it reminds me of a line when uh Ric Flair was inducting Roddy Piper into the Hall of Fame and he just said, uh, this is one of the most talented entertainers in the history of the business. And I really do think that way about McFoley. Yeah. I think he is it, like everything he touched turned to gold and uh, he was so good, and, and I, we've talked about this on the podcast before, but when he and Triple H were feuding and he walks down the ramp at SmackDown and he rips open his shirt to reveal the Cactus Jack shirt and the place goes absolutely crazy, yep. and it's the same person. So and, and, and Think about that. That was a gimmick that WCW told him wouldn't cut it. Right. And he's right. like, ah. right. he's like, watch this. Right. And speaking of that, like, think about when he, the night he won the title. Like, WCW told people to finish, 
and people still want to watch it because he was just so entertaining. Right. And, and I love Mick Foley. And the, the, he was my toughest omission. But the reason I didn't put him on is because I think he would have succeeded whenever he showed up. You know, I think he was that good. <laughs> I think he was that legendary. Yeah, no, he... Yeah. Honestly, it's. I think back and I go... I think about, like... I think Rick... Remember that uh, few you have a flare in 06? Like, yeah, it was yeah. like, oh, you're just a glorified stuntman. It's like, yeah, but that was, like, exciting. He was a stuntman without a net. <laughs> like, yep. think, yeah, think about he was a stuntman. And he, he, and stuntman he, was, think, he wasn't in the shape... To, he wasn't in the good shape to be a, that kind of stuntman, but he was no, still... No, no. Well, Some would say he was well-insulated, Pete. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, but think about, like... Shane McMahon off the top of the cage, like he had a crash pad. Like Mick Foley just went through the fucking table. Yeah. <laughs> he said, no steering monitors, no nothing. Mick Foley just went through the fucking table. Right. And then the, the dumpster, it didn't seem like as bad, but dude, he got shoved inside a dumpster with uh, Terry Funk. Never mind the smell between the two of them. Like going off yeah. the ramp. That's back when the ramp was higher. It's like, mm. yeah. Like just so many moments, it's like you know. Can't like, argue that he's yeah. the guy was yeah. amazing. I mean, well, he's kind of the reason they beat WCW on Nitro. You know, uh, Chris, like you, that. Oh, Chris found something. Oh, after he is the host of this podcast. I want to recognize Chris as yeah. the. Uh, so, I had to go all the way back to November one, of June eighth. June eighth. Yeah. This is me. Oh, so regarding the Attitude Era topic, I consider it the day after WrestleMania 14 until WrestleMania 18. Um, 30 seconds later, Pete writes back, meh, I feel like once DX and the Heart Foundation and Stone Cold got started getting hot, that's really what got the Attitude Era going. That's 90 <laughs> seconds. That's what I said. I never doubted that for a second. You, never you son of a bitch. And then... Stop it. Oh, I, always, I always said that. Sean Michaels is part of the attitude there, always. Never, never once said no. Never. I reply, is HBK eligible? Pete, yes, absolutely. Yes, absolutely he is. I hold agree. On, hold on, hold on, guys. I've been scrolling through my texts, and I have a text from <laughs> December 31st, 2002, from Chris Barcella. It says, hey, do you think the attitude era is over? And I go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 2002. So, Hold on, I have, I have a text, because I, I didn't know Chris back in 97. I told I, you what I said, you didn't have to go back and read. I you know, have a text from Pete Carapatis from uh, the 7th grade. <laughs> November 31st, 1997, Pete says, hey, do you think this attitude ever thing will take off? I said, man, it just, it's, I said, it's just beginning. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm wrong a lot. So when I know I'm you right. Just, you just made yourself look silly because I told you that Shawn Michaels was part of the Attitude Era five, uh, 20 minutes ago. Al? He's the man bun Trump, man. Did, did he or did he not say WrestleMania 14 is what started the Attitude Era? I don't know what you're talking about. Yes. You're a son of a bitch. You, yeah. You, you said 1998, but it doesn't matter. These so are semantics. I don't recall, and I, you know what? You guys are crazy. But anyway, it might be the Corona talking. Uh, you guys are covered in COVID. Yeah, covering COVID. Moving on. My number three is also Mr. Vince McMahon. Because without him and his money, there would be no Attitude Era. Strum oh. covered the rest. Hold on, hold on. I have a text from Pete. 
in 2002. <laughs> he says, Jesus, that Vince looks pretty poor. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Chris, Stephanie agrees. Yeah. I'm telling you. Mr. Damn McMahon. Right what, what, you got a house full of ink rates over there? What's going on? Keep it down. We're recording. Oh, having some secret uh, non-social distancing parties in that home of yours, are you? No, that's one person. Got <laughs> <laughs> on the phone. One person and a cat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we well, I had the door closed. We already yeah. covered my number three, so... I mean, I think we're going to match on the top oh, two. Yeah. Oh, so, <clears throat> I think it's... Obviously. I think it's... I think one, it's in order too. It's one, two, or the other, and but I think The Rock is two. Yes. Yeah. And Stone Cold's one. Absolutely. Yeah. But I think, Absolutely. I, I think it yep. you can't have one without the other, right. because once again, like I said with Triple H, they did it the right way. They started with a feud for the Intercontinental Title, and once that was done, they moved on to the bigger belt. It's like you know. King of the Ring. Yeah. And I think you know, obviously, The Rock, you know, has his faults as Chris. It's pointed out many times on various podcasts now because we have two different names. Dwayne. Uh, His name's Dwayne. Yeah. Dwayne. Let's, let's I, not call him what he I, doesn't want to be called. His name is terms Dwayne. Of, um, in terms of catchphrases, uh, the look, yeah, I mean, just just the way he, he seems. I mean, it, he's like the anti Mick Foley. Like everything seemed very smooth for him in the ring. You know what I mean? But it, it worked for him where it wouldn't work for like a Mick Foley. Um, but I just think, yeah, obviously everyone else is going to chime in on The Rock. But, you know, I, I, for me it goes Rock 2, Stone Cold 1. I think the charm of this whole era for us, and I think I actually feel bad for, like, these stupid young kids nowadays. They're all dumb. But. Snowflake <laughs> millennials. Yeah. But you know, what I, you know what it is? We got to witness a company that allowed people to be creative. Yeah. And work for their position in the company. And I, I, I don't think we'll ever see that again in our lifetimes. To a, to an extent. Because even you can say AEW is creative. The but there's is, wrestlers that are running that company that are only going to let certain wrestlers get yeah. so. Well, well, I think to that point too, AEW is too woke to be anything close to what the WWE was in the, in the late 90s, I, early yeah. 2000s. Uh, to, December 31st, 2002, if you go by Chris's text. Um <laughs> but I, I, I think AEW, like, this Tony Khan needs to shut the hell up. Like, we get it. The social causes out there, dude, you yeah. are the nerdiest white guy on the face of the earth. Yeah. Like, you're not, you're not going to save humanity. You're a wrestling guy. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like, you're not going to save humanity. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, hey, he owns the fourth team. best team in the AFC South. He also owns the worst <laughs> soccer uh, team in uh, England, too. I can't believe I I wish they got uh, Tom Brady in the sweepstakes. <laughs> I I just think we we are very we had a lot of luck in our youth. We got we saw a lot of cool shit. And I we think really that did. stuff's really gone. I mean look at it. Everything nowadays is a remake, a rehash of stuff that Pete, it's all it's all it's all it's all gone to shit. Yeah. If it hasn't already been made, it's it's got some friggin' message in it. Yep. Like, like nothing can just be anymore. You know what I mean? It's like that's why I started reading books. Like I can't watch TV. Like I have to, I have to watch, I have to watch fucking, I have to watch fucking reruns of Shark Tank every night because yeah. I don't want to watch anything on four, five, seven, or like Fox twenty five. Yeah. Like that's that's shit. I think you're, pump out. 
trebly reading books with the same face as him eating like no salt potato chips. Just like ah, ah I'm doing it, but I don't like it. KFC gets rid of trans fats, and Trebly's just eating the soggy piece of chicken. Even Netflix like is like yeah. everyone's fixing their agenda on everything. Like why why can't I watch something to escape all this bullshit and everyone's stupid opinions that don't matter? Yeah. For like two hours. That Why do it. I have to constantly be forced? That was the Attitude Era. There was yes. no... They would mock... It was like... What makes something like South Park great is it? it's satire. The Attitude Era was like South Park of, of wrestling. It was like things... They even had a guy who just like Cartman for crying out loud. But it's like... <laughs> it, they, it, it was the, the satirical nature of things. Like, it, And this is... This is something missing from society. You can't be satirical. Like people will take it seriously and say you're racist or sexist. It's like right. the attitude era was so satirical and it was so like wrong, but people understood what 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 it was. You know what I mean? Like ten million ten million people on a Monday night can't be wrong. To piggyback right. on what John's saying, if I had to add a fifth person to my Mount Rushmore, oh, I would add oh. Vince Russo. Well, Pete, because uh, Vince Russo basically tried to write. Exactly what you just said, South Park does. He was Howard Stern for wrestling. He tried to make wrestling Howard Stern. Bro. 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 Not everything was good, but what what was good was a home run. But to go back to my point with these network shows, like, imagine having to write 24 gems every year. Like, you can't do that. Like right. very very few people have done that, but wrestling is every week. Like you have every to you have to be weeks. on every week. Fifty like, weeks nonstop. Like we know there's dud weeks in wrestling, like the uh, the, the the troops show around Christmas time. It's like it, it's not going to push any story storylines forward because it's pre-taped a month in advance. You know what I mean? Right. It's like it, you know when duds are coming and you know when gems are coming. It, but I mean, I felt like the Attitude Era very little fluff. You know what I mean? Wrestling's yeah. the only thing that can't get away with one bad week out of fifty-two either. Like if there's a bad episode, if there's a bad episode of The Office, people are like, eh, oh well. Used to though, Chris. When, I I think when we watched, it used to. It wasn't yeah. always a home run every week. We just we look fondly and we look back because we only remember the good things. But it wasn't every single week that stuff was happening. I mean, right? I got I mean, even Jonathan Mowbray used my network login a year ago, and I'd log in and he. Just watch, re rewatched all the Attitude Era because that's all he wanted to watch. Yep. He doesn't care. He doesn't even care about today's product. But we're talking about Bobby Lashley today. He doesn't care. He's if, like, oh. if you had to sit someone like, I don't know, even if, don't even say your wife because our wives don't like wrestling, but a friend of uh, yours. My right? wife watches AEW every week. She's patiently <laughs> waiting for it to kick off. You sit a friend next to you and you want to show them wrestling. Wouldn't you be embarrassed? When, oh, yeah. uh, you know, best friends come out and they watch yeah. us and they go, this is wrestling? No, 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 because I get best friends. Uh, that was probably even a poor example, but throw <laughs> anything in there. You know, Orange I mean? Cassidy. No, I, no, 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 no. No, I think Orange Cassidy's the cool part of wrestling right now. I think that we need more of that. I'm trying to think, like, even just, like, throwing in, um, I don't know, like, any match WWE's been putting on on their pay-per-views. And I'm not trying to trash WWE right now, but honestly, like, if you showed them uh, the, the, the Street Profits and the Viking Raiders stuff, 
Oh, that's all. Okay. That's been trash. Yeah. Even and, and that. My friend's watching this, and I'm trying to get him to get into wrestling, and I'm going to say, "Oh, it's really good. You got to watch it." Yeah, and he yeah. sees that. Do you think he's going to want to watch next week? Pete, if no. we were beaming out, if if we said, "All right, let's put all of culture on a spaceship," right? Every every bit of cult, every corner of culture gets its own, and we're beaming this video out. Like we would take WWE from 1997 to 2001 and say, "All right, let's put this. This is Even wrestling." If you put the 80s wrestling of WWF. That was amazing yeah. too. They had a great run, but that was when they were allowing their guys to be somewhat creative. Wasn't as scripted. Wasn't as uh, they called it in the ring. Going, going public is what hurt them. Yeah, absolutely. But you know what the problem is too? They went public, but Vince still treats it like it's a private company. But whenever they're at oh, the stockholders, oh, he went for long. There's a couple of stuff. Couple of uh, stockholders suing him. Don't yeah, you yeah. That's what I heard. I think this company's yeah. going to be sold within the next year. To be honest, Ugh. I don't think so. I think I'll, yeah. I have not seen Stephanie McMahon or her brother express any involvement in the last year. Like yeah, those guys, besides Triple H, they're distancing themselves from the product more and more. Hey, you know, they all take rotating breaks from it. So I don't know. Be back. Speaking of rotating breaks. All right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> there he goes. So, I mean. Don't take your microphone with you. I don't want to listen to what uh, uh, please, please don't. Oh, God. I mean, we could run through the resumes of The Rock and Stone Cold, but I think it's pretty, it's pretty clear, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Stone Cold got pops like nobody – like nobody's business, um, the glass shattering, and, and like I talked about with when we talked about Mr. McMahon, the two played off each other so well. Um, so I think that I think to me, uh, Stone Cold is the undisputable number one. Yes, I agree absolutely. I almost yeah. wish we did the uh, Mount Rushmore of underrated um, WWF Attitude Era talents because like you could throw in the Hardy Boys, you could throw in Edge, Pete, like we got guys that thousands of topics. Oh can... my god! Like, but that was what was great. You watched that show, and everything mattered. Everything had a story. Yeah. Everybody worked their tails off to move up the ladder. It was well, fun. Yeah. yeah, and and I nearly I considered it for a couple minutes, putting Sable on my Mount Rushmore. Because, I, I, yeah, I wouldn't be yeah. surprised with that one because just to represent like all the like the TNA. Sorry, I would say but, Sunny. I mean, that's what Sunny, Sunny and Sable. Yeah, you know? Sunny was almost before it. Like I feel uh, like, yeah. but she helped almost, usher it in. I would almost put China on before both. Yeah, China. Yeah, she, well, she was also, a great talent too. So, Val Gold Dust, like all people that. Are worthy of bringing yeah, up. Yeah, we we can definitely do like again. I don't want to do it next week just because I no. want to switch switch it up. But we could definitely do like the four, the Mount Rushmore of the unsung heroes of the Attitude Era. Your gold, yeah. your your gold dusts, your Valvinuses, um, yeah. Valvini. What would they be the plural? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, you know, yeah. your your road dogs, Jim Ross, Jerry Lawler. You know, there's so many different people that could be be part of that list right yeah um so i what i decided i would do because and we flirted with this back in the day but 
Um, because we have four, I can give it all a point system. If they were on your fourth spot, they get one point. Your third spot, they get two. Your number two spot, they get three. The number one spot, they get four. I like that. So, um, our our group attitude era star Mount Rushmore is Vince with three points, Triple H with six points, The Rock with twelve points, Steve Austin with sixteen points. So that is our consensus highest, yeah. four, you know, most foremost appearances on the list. Yeah, with apologies to Big Foley, but I think he, like I said, he would have been great in any era. I think that's the right Mount Rushmore. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, yeah, De- yeah, definitely, definitely those four. I think if Sean didn't take a break, he probably would have. Got yeah. in one of those spots. Um, I remember they tried so hard to get Sean involved as like the commissioner and yep. he, guest he, referee. I mean, if you think about it, right? Wow, that guy had two careers, and his second half of his career was just as strong as his first. Might, you, might even you could argue it was better. Yeah, you could it argue was probably it was better. better. I um, mean, yeah. it's amazing how that guy uh, was able to do that it's, after such a long break. You know? It's funny. I think if the Rockers were more successful, the first half of his, half of his career may be looked on even bigger. Yeah. But you know, as much as we like the Rockers, they didn't. They never won. You know, they were. Jesus, they were only really around as a team for like two and a half, three years. Which, they, in wrestling terms, that's not very long. They debuted around like late '88, early '89. And mm-hmm. they broke up in 91, so yeah. two and a half, three, four years, like, that's not a lot of time. No. Yeah. Uh, welcome well, back, John. Especially back then, you know, I would argue two and a half years now is like 10 gimmicks for somebody. But for them, you know, when you only have four pay-per-views a year, that's, that is a long time. Well, think about it. Like, my, we were just talking about Michaels. He left in March of 98. He came back in August of 02. Yeah, Edge has been gone for eleven years or wow. nine years. Like, if wow. you think about it, like Michaels wasn't gone that long, but it, it felt, felt like, it felt felt like. It. Didn't he come back and be like commissioner for like a couple of weeks? Yeah, we were just. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm talking yeah, in ring, yeah. John. His in ring. Yeah, yeah. He was out. He was yeah, out yeah. of competition for only like three and a half years. I remember yeah. me and John in school, and John going like, "Oh, uh, HBK's coming back. He's gonna be the commissioner." And we were all psyched, like. Mm-hmm. I remember us talking about that. that I remember crazy. being... And then went like this. <laughs> ugh, ugh. I, I should have beaten Sean, and I never lost a championship, but I won them all legitimately, and I own horses, and I've been married 11... Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> oh, I, I, shit. I, didn't lo- I didn't lose the title. I, it was taken from me. Yeah, you didn't win them either yeah. there. Yeah, hey, hey buddy, it's, it's predetermined. <laughs> Just when I think yeah. about forgiving and not hating Bret Hart anymore, I just I hear one story and it just, just fills my I, rage again. Just when I thought it was out, he says another fucking thing. Strem puts <laughs> it back in. Um, <laughs> John, yeah. while you stepped away, I, I explained to you know the other guys and, and the listener that you know mm-hmm. wherever they get ranked, there's going to be a point system. So at the end of every episode, we're going to come up with the consensus Mount Rushmore. Like so it. it's Vince, Triple H, Rock, and Austin. They got they appeared the most times, you know. Oh, Mick Foley didn't make half your lists. 
<laughs> mm. Yeah, he made he made as many lists as Jericho did. Oh, uh, Chris, we should we should have called each other. We should have. <laughs> we still wouldn't yeah. have agreed. I think if we called each other, you would have been like, uh, "Hangman Page, Sunny Kiss, <laughs> Donna Rose." <laughs> no, I'm, I'm different uh, on the phone. Nah, I know. Yeah. So I think that's gonna do it. This I like this format. Um, well, boys, has anybody come, thought of a topic for next week? Um, oh, we're supposed, to, we're supposed to look at that. Um, I don't have a topic for next week, but I promised to put together my own uh, fan art of the top four fake neck braces in pro wrestling oh, history. I, I like it. I like it. <laughs> what about the uh, top four championships? The Mount Rushmore. Yeah, Mount, Mount Rushmore championship. Can we, just, can we just do a fucking... <laughs> you mean the title belt itself or what the championship is? Any championship in any, like, you could be tag belt at a continental. It could be mm. world championship. So the foremost, the, the Mount Rushmore of important championships yeah, in wrestling? Yeah, the most, the most prestigious championship okay. in wrestling. Yeah, I like that. Because we, we definitely did our top designs like yeah. four episodes ago in the old show. So yeah, the top. You can, even, the, you can even go as far as most historic. I don't know. Yeah, the Mount, I like it. Mount Rushmore of prestigious wrestling championships. I like yeah. it, Pete. I think that'd be kind of fun. I think that would be, everyone would have kind of a different, I mean, barring your first one and two, you'd probably have a few different ones on the three and four spot. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Okay. All right, boys. Well, this is good. Go enjoy Fighter Fest, and we will see you all next time on Rushmore Wrestling. Cue the Rougeos. Bye.